The Secret World Chronicle, a podcast novel series written by Mercedes Lackey, Dennis Lee, Cody Martin, and Veronica Jaguer. Presenting Season 6, Revolutions. Bedlam Ballroom, Part 2. Written by Mercedes Lackey and Cody Martin. The wall near the entrance that the Thulians came through exploded into chunks of brick and plaster as Chug bashed through it. As the dust settled, the rocky creature looked confused. Oh, Chug didn't see the door over there. Gunfire erupted then. The Thulians were firing at the Blacksnake operatives, Blacksnake was firing at the CCCP, and the CCCP was firing at everyone. Chug waded into the fray, bludgeoning and knocking over the two armored troopers with his fists. Untermensch unloaded his shotgun in a flurry of shots, taking out two of the Blacksnake mercenaries. Grabbing one of the heavy oak tables, he effortlessly flipped it, providing some cover. Natalia discharged the energy from her fists into the door under a huddled group of Thulian technicians, sending their bodies flying. She ducked back down behind the cover as a volley of return fire from Thulian energy guns and black snake rifles riddled the table and the wall behind her. Georgie shook his head as he reloaded his shotgun. Oh, how could it become worse, yet? He finished loading the shotgun, racking the pumped chamber around and load a final shell. He then retrieved a grenade from a pouch on his belt, pulling the pin and chucking it hard over the edge of the table. A few seconds later, it detonated with a cacophonous roar, followed by screams. Nat was not about to try and fish out the camera to see around the edge of the table, but she didn't need to see when she could hear the sound of something heavy crunching its way toward them across the ballroom. Either the armored troopers had decided that she and Unter were a greater threat than the Blacksnake operatives, or... Hello, Commissar, said Chug. Chug found Crying Man. Chug brung him. Over the edge of the table tumbled the much worse for wear councilman. Richard Saint was gutshot and weeping between screams of pain. Who are you people? Get me out of here! The councilman was clutching his belly. From the look of the wound, he had been shot in the liver. With that much bleeding, he didn't have a lot of time to live. Well, at least it wasn't a shotgun wound. Nothing to point to CCCP as the ones on the other end of the trigger. Get you out, Zinya, Nat barked, hauling him to her. You are being make many demands for a traitor. She thought about smacking him, but he was already in such pain he wouldn't feel it. Maybe we will think about this if you begin telling us what you know. Anything, anything, Saint babbled. It might be worth the trouble, Commissar, Georgie observed, directing Chug to position himself between them and the firefight, which seemed to have turned two-sided instead of three. Chug watched the battle dispassionately. As long as no one was shooting at his friends, he didn't much care what was going on. Best to do this somewhere else. Gunshots and explosions make for hard hearing. With that, Untermensch unloaded his shotgun again in a rapid series of shots as Saint shook and wept on the floor. Oh, did you think that being informant to fascista was all sunshine and nickel-thorny champagne? Xavier mocked. She peeked over Chug's shoulder. 
The Thulians and Blacksnake were fully involved with each other. All of the technicians were dead, and their equipment was a wreck, but the soldiers and the armored troopers were still going strong. She thought she saw what looked like a meta using their powers among the Blacksnake, but it was hard to tell in the confusion. Well, it looks to me that no one has any interest in a couple of Russian tourists. I think we go. She heaved Saint over her shoulder. Might as well take you. Saint screamed in protest, but Natalia was already charging through the door with him. She could hear Chug bellowing and Untermensch firing his shotgun behind her. She ran down the hallways, but quickly lost her way. Tiert was me. Where the hell are we? Untermensch shouldered past her while leading Chug by the hand, casting a glance behind them as he loaded the last of his shells into his shotgun. Allow me to lead the way, Commissar. The exit isn't far, thankfully. We will have to run for the van, however. Da, da, get moving on! They ran through a dizzying series of hallways. She wasn't sure how Georgie had kept track of where they were until she saw surreptitious marks made with what looked like a grease pencil on the baseboards of the walls. They barely stood out against the other scuffs and scrapes, but apparently it was enough for him to navigate by. Georgie shouldered through a final door, and they were out into the humid air of Atlanta again. Both he and Natalia stripped off their NVGs, replacing them on their belts. That is this way. That way, comrades. Untermensch charged ahead, keeping his shotgun at a low ready position. They were all breathing hard, save for Chug, when they reached the van. Saint had given up his screams for pitiful moans, and he had bled stickily all over Savior's shoulder. They all piled into the van. Georgie took the driver's seat while Savior shoved Saint into the back and herded Chug in before jumping in herself and slamming the doors. With a screech of rubber on torn asphalt, they sped away. So, Suka, Nat said, grabbing the man by his collar and shaking him. Be talking, or I will to be opening a door and dumping you out for your friends. You can't, he gasped. Oh, no. She kicked the door open. It wasn't that hard in this van. Who will tell anyone? She dragged him to the edge, hanging his head and shoulder out over the road, speeding away under them. I get to thinking you will not last past first bounce. Oh, shit. You crazy bitch. This, this is illegal. I'm a city council. What? She pushed her fist against his gunshot wound, grinding her middle knuckle in particularly viciously. And I am to be having diplomatic immunity, she said sweetly. You will be telling me everything you... Behind them, in the direction of the hotel, a gigantic fireball loomed bright against the Atlanta sky. The sound caught up with them a moment later with the accompanying shockwave. Windows shattered and dust fell from every building around them. Savior swore under her breath as the rear axle of the van kicked up. Chug was shifting uneasily, causing the van to rock slightly from side to side. What in Lennon's name was that? Savior reeled Saint back into the van as Untermensch did his best to keep it on the treacherous road. He checked the rearview mirror, then looked ahead again. Hotel. Either fascist scum or black snake running dogs did not want anyone to be leaving it alive. He hazarded a quick glance over his shoulder. Since he still is, and we were to be seen leaving with him, I think we should expect traveling partners soon. 
You'd think Black Snake is to care about traitorous running dog working with Kriegers? Xavier asked doubtfully. He was our target. He seemed to be only valuable thing in room besides destroyed fascist equipment. Black Snake is not in habit of doing things without capitalist profits attached. He pointed at Saint over his shoulder. Is profits. Bah! Savior turned her attention back to Saint. You! Councilman Profits! What else do you know? N nothing the man began. Natalia pressed her fist into his wound again, slowly, causing him to squirm and scream. Nothing? I am not needing nothing from you. Would have left you there for nothing. You get to live for something. This is exchange, da? I don't know, Saint screamed. All right, stop, God, stop it! His shouts trailed away into one long, unintelligible shriek before he started blubbering again. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I was given the Kriegers. Spittle flicked his lips as he gasped, catching his breath. In my coat's pocket, there's a little black book. It's, it's got everyone in it. All of the people that supply the Kriegers with intel from Atlanta. Cops, Echo, politicians, officials. They've got a lot of... God, it hurts. A lot of people on the take. Just get me to a frickin' hospital, goddammit, I don't care! Natalia fished the booklet from his pocket after a quick search. Scanning through it, she saw names, vital information, job titles, and what capacity they worked for the Thulians in. It was everything that Saint said and more. He was an intermediary, funneling all of the information from the traitors to the Thulians, able to go anywhere because of his position with the city council, keeping them insulated from exposure. You are lucky piglets, Vinya. Fascista would kill you themselves if they knew you wrote vital contracts down. Stupid and sloppy, like all bureaucrats. Commissar? Georgie was calling from the front of the van. Stop! What is it? She snapped. I'm busy here! Chug was peering out the back window, so she couldn't see what was behind them. Are we in race? We are winning! Yay! Nat looked around Chug to see out the window. A matte black SUV was on the road behind them, and closing fast. From the lack of insignia or any other sort of identifying marks on it, she concluded that it had to be Black Snake. Sukhanskin, Prosrat! She somehow managed to get Chug to move aside, picked up Hunter's KS-23, and took aim for the windshield of the SUV. She discharged a shell into the driver's side, but the buckshot only slightly spiderwebbed the glass. It was bullet-resistant. She aimed and fired at the front grille, hoping to damage the engine and kill the vehicle that way, but the damage was cosmetic at best. The SUV continued to gain on them until it was keeping pace with the CCCP van. Two mercenaries leaned out of the side windows and began to fire in short bursts at the Russians. Armored vehicle! blood! Savior tossed the gun aside. Chug, move in over here. She positioned him on the left side of the van so that his body covered Untermensch's seat and the prone form of Saint. 
It wouldn't do any of them good to have their driver incapacitated or their captured asset killed. Chug would protect them from the Black Snake's rifles and give her cover to lean out and return fire from. Georgie had leaned out of the driver's side window after weaving to the right to avoid a burst of rifle fire. He had drawn his GSH-18, aiming for the SUV's tires. After expending the pistol's magazine in a fast but measured pace of shooting, he ducked back into the van. Airless tires. Uh, language, commissaire. Remember, troop morale. He dropped the magazine from the pistol, slamming another that was resting between his leg and the seat with one hand. This may be difficult. Natalia charged her left fist before ducking around Chug to fire. The scarlet energy lashed out and met the front bumper of the vehicle. Amazingly, the entire front end of the vehicle shimmered with the energy for a split second before it reflected back towards the point of origin. Natalia and the van. Kuya! She cursed again from reflex, falling backwards as the energy blast ricocheted over the roof of the van, scorching it and screaming off into the night sky. Are you all right, commissar? Georgie called back. Between swerving around piles of debris from the destroyed buildings and dodging the black snake guns, he seemed to have his hands full as well. This your Zayabis? She got back onto her knees. The vehicle is reflective too, Svinya. How am I supposed to have big surprise victory if they anticipate me? I am having idea. Uh, come up and take wheel. Georgie swapped places with Natalia, which was an exercise in acrobatic maneuvers that should probably have been an Olympic event, and began stacking boxes together. What in Stalin's tomb are you doing? Natalia wondered how Georgie had managed to keep the van moving. The rubble made this road all but impassable, never mind having to deal with black snake mercs hot on their tail. A fixing problem. Thing learned from fascista in Great War. He started wrapping duct tape around the stack of crates. There was something stuck in the middle of them that was leaving an open space, but the commissar couldn't see it from the quick look she was able to steal. You should drive very fast, then keep steady pace, commissar. Well, if I can be finding a piece of road that does not resemble Stalingrad after siege- Ha! She spotted a relatively clear stretch and made a tire screaming right hand turn to get onto it. Whatever you are going to do, daddy! Keep straight. Need to gauge timing, commissar. The road, thankfully, looked as if it would cooperate with that idea. Actually, it looked as if someone had come through here with a bulldozer shortly after the invasion and just cleared off a good long stretch. Debris and wrecked vehicles were piled on either side of the cratered asphalt. The gunshots continued to echo like a hellish typewriter, clacking and echoing back loudly among the gutted buildings. Georgie watched the road between the van and the SUV intently, bobbing his hand in time. Then suddenly, he pulled something from the middle of his duct-taped crates and shoved the entire bundle out of the van. The SUV continued after them. Both of the mercs that had been firing at them had reloaded after a brief pause and leaned out to take aim at the exposed Russian. At that moment, the bundle went under the SUV, and the vehicle did a violent front flip after a thunderous explosion. It landed on its roof, crumpling it violently down to the frame like it was nothing more than cheap construction paper. Nat shook her head violently, her ears ringing from the blast. Glancing back, she saw Georgie pounding the side of his head with the heel of his hand to clear his hearing. Only Chug seemed unaffected. He was clapping his hands.
do again, he demanded. Again! Fireworks! Those moi must cut off access to Nickel Turny Tubby she muttered, then raised her voice as she slowed the van to a sane speed. Georgie, what in the name of the manifesto did you do? Fascista used to make grenade bundles as expedient anti-tank weapon in Great War. To use Americanski thinking, I supersized, adding many more grenades. He shook his head, sitting down in the van. Also, I did thermite grenade along with regular grenade to detonate. I did not know if normal offensive grenade would have generated heat or blast potential to detonate others. Stable explosive compounds, you see. He looked up. Oh, look. Mercenaries are not being on fire. Parasha. Also, Prophet's man is being dead. What good job of faking. He turned around to face Natalia. Apologies, Commissar. Did not kill our enemies fast enough to keep the traitor from expiring before he could be interrogated further. Natalia chuckled. Good. Now is no need of making explanations. Prophet's man now becomes helpless kidnap victim, rescued by CCCP, but tragically, thanks to pursuing Black Snake, we could not get to hospital fast enough. Georgie thought for a moment. It might help if we first start to wipe blood off of gloves and rest of uniforms. He shrugged. Plausibility. Yet, is blood of hero we get trying to carry him to safety. Merely smear it around more. Looks more plausible than trying to remove it. And the intelligence documents scanned, Commissar. Do we... Share this with Echo along with Corpse of Traitor? What intelligence documents? She deadpanned. Eh, we share with Daughter Rasputin. She would know what to do with them. Tragic death of civilian hero will not be spoiled. Da, Commissar. Very, very tragic. Flowers and such sentiment. Aha! Look! Hospital sign! There was indeed a much-battered and bent-over H sign by the cleared road, which explained why it had been cleared in the first place. Savior followed the signs, eventually coming out onto regular city streets. There she accelerated, as if her cargo was still alive and pulled, tires screaming into the emergency entrance. She and Georgie did a lot of shouting in Russian. Initially, there was a frantic scrambling of emergency personnel, and she made her predetermined explanation to the inevitable police and an echo support op that turned up, while Georgie pretended he only spoke Russian. She even managed to feign sorrow and disappointment when someone came out to report that Saint was dead. Terrible. Terrible. We have much sorrow for his family she said, as, how did they learn about these things? A television crew materialized. If it had not been for Blacksnake, perhaps we would have come in time. CCCP will send flowers to funeral of this civilian hero. No, no more interviews, Spasibo. We must back to headquarters. Chug is hungry. Just then, Chug poked his head out of the back door of the van. 
commissar, he rumbled in Russian, was chug good? Can chug have waffles? No one but Nat and Georgie understood him, of course, but the television crew hastily agreed that it would be a good thing for Chug to be fed. Savior and Untermensch piled back into the van and pointed it back in the direction of CCCPHQ. Unter glanced over at her. Commissar, you are reminding me of Wolf with calf in her mouth. Nat realized she was grinning. Eh, it's just good to be back in action, that comrade. Unter snorted. Yes, very good, Commissar. So long as there is no paperwork. Yes, very good. This has been Revolutions, Season 6 of The Secret World Chronicle. The Secret World Chronicle is narrated and produced by Veronica Jaguer, with music by Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com. Find us at www.secretworldchronicle.com, like us on Facebook, and circle us on Google+. And as always, thank you for listening.